He is a Times Award winner for deploying result-oriented leadership development frameworks across organizations. She has led global roles across United States, UK, EMEA on leadership development, and also organization development in banking, IT, and pharma domains. She certified on 12 different psychometric and organization development tools from organizations like Yale University, Kenneth Blanchard University in the United States. She has led Great Place to Work GPTW certification efforts for her current organization, CDK Global, and they have been successfully certified two times in a row. So today, let's chat with Gauri Bhutti. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, TGV for a better future. This is your host, Navin Samala, a fellow IT professional on a mission to impact millions of careers and lives across the globe. Folks, during every episode, we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help our audience learn amazing stuff. Also, we share an interesting preview or a fun fact towards the end. And you know, you'll acquire more knowledge by tuning into TGV per every minute than any other podcast in this space. Thank you so much for joining us. And folks, today we are going to discuss a topic, how effective L&D programs will help the organizations retain and grow talent. And we are pleased to have Gauri part of TGV's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Gauri, welcome to TGV. Thank you, Naveen. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. And so nice to be connecting with you after such a long time. Really, it's it's wonderful. And congratulations to the TGV network for all the success that you've been creating, not only for working professionals, but also students. So glad to be here. Pleasure is mine. And yeah, it's been most awaited episode from my side because we tried to connect in the past, but somehow it did not happen. Anyways, I'm glad that we are having this conversation today. So super excited. All right. So I've briefly spoken about your achievements in the introduction. Can we talk about your career journey and most importantly, the top three things that have helped you so far? I'm glad we are speaking about this, uh, Naveen. Yes. So overall, about 18 years uh, of, you know, working with various roles across pharma, IT and you know, banking industry. So in the last 18 years, I think, you know, seen a lot of changes in the roles. I started in the academic world uh, with an assistant teacher at the start of my career. And then, you know, got into something very different, which was outbound sales. I saw a lot of growth happening in sales. And then, you know, the calling was always, uh, you know, looking for something that I wanted to do. And that's where, you know, organization culture, talent development really happened for me. Right Now, I find that this role is uh, very uniquely placed because there's a combination of being business-owned, whereas the accountability being with the human resources. So in a way, it's it's a mix of both. And uh, to answer your question around top three things, um, I think those are very simple for me. The first one is stay curious. Apart from, you know, this being CDK's core value, Naveen, you would know this. Apart from being a core value, I think... Uh, you know, at, at CDK, we definitely do justice to staying curious. There are so many opportunities that we create for our employees to constantly develop themselves. And this also happens to be my personal mantra. So there is always an opportunity to keep looking and keep learning. That's what I, you know, I think it thrives me. It keeps me on. 
The second one is, uh, you know, always focus on the impact. So since there are so many things, all of us are multitasking, you know, we are doing a lot of things on an ongoing basis. If we do keep that lens of, you know, being able to focus on impact, it will create a distinct success for any individual. And the last one, last which I'd like to share is take people along while you aspire for growth. And I'm sure this is the mantra for TGV as well, isn't it? Uh, would you would you want to share a little about your journey with TGV? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. So, so for us, again, um, staying curious is also our core value, I would say. And at the same time, creating that long lasting impact on careers and lives of people. I think we are resonating very well with the three things that you that that has helped your career as well. And talking about aspiring for growth, right? The platform itself is to enable growth of our audience, be it growing personally or professionally and all. So initially we started doing some episodes only related to technology aspects or entrepreneurship related. But over a period of time, as and when this HR fraternity and coaching community have started approaching us, we thought, yeah, it is important to focus on the personal transformation as well. Right? That's how if we grow as a person, we will grow as a professional as well, right? Yeah, I completely resonate with you. And thanks for that question. Great. And I think I think the last one is something that I learned um, really, you know, over the years is success cannot be really achieved single-folded, right? You really need that community and the kind of impact that we are creating to be have uh, that sustained impact. Absolutely. So uh, taking a look at your career, you started as an assistant teacher and now you are leading the entire uh, l organization, right? It is not a small thing. So you have had this uh, 18 years of illustrious uh, career journey. And what did you see as an evolution happening in this space, in the L&D space? I think, again, that's a very pertinent question, especially for now, right? Since the time that COVID has kind of, you know, impacted all of us. I think all industries, to be honest, have really seen an innovation, a version 2.0, if I may. But really for learning as well, uh, there has been a real, real change. The, the evolution has been multifolded and it's happened overnight, like the way they say. So I'd just like to share about some reasons why the learning industry has kind of evolved. One is obviously, you know, to be able to stay in a highly competitive business environment. That's the first one. The second one is the rising complexity because all of us are connected virtually. That kind of poses a big, big complex uh, problem at hand. The third one, which we are leveraging on heavily from a learning industry is the digital revolution, right? And fourth one is, thankfully, we have a multi-generational workforce. So to be able to create learning opportunities, which resonate with various generations at the workforce, that's really keeping us on our toes. The last one is, Navin, you will agree with me. This is, you know, a very short life, uh, you know, shelf life for knowledge. What was required yesterday is no longer applicable today. What is an absolute important skill today is no longer going to be relevant tomorrow. So I think overall, these are the five aspects which are keeping us on our toes. And they are really evolving us on an ongoing basis. Perfect. Very insightful. Now, if we talk about the sunrise sectors, right? EdTech is one among them. And there is at least one platform getting launched on a daily basis, focusing on this community learning or through content creation. For example, TGV itself is one on its own. Yes. Right? Though, yes. though we are a podcast, indirectly we are providing some education right? by talking to industry experts like you and seasoned coaches and everybody. 
so we are seeing this edtech space right impacting the universities as well like if we you and i belong to the same generation like we graduated around 18 years ago and all and so we formally studied in the universities and all but yes. if we look at the millennials as not millennials but the centennials especially they are learning this uh, java programming not not even java programming i think java they would probably kick me for they hear about java <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> node js angular and all other yes. evolving contemporary technologies and all they're learning at a very young age and they're not undergoing through a formal Uh, industry program as such likewise this is one scenario which i can talk about the impact of edtech on the university side so how do you see this edtech industry impacting the corporate uh, l&d programs spot on i mean and you know it's 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 amazing to see the evolution uh, especially in the tech ed space right so you know i'd like to classify from a learning standpoint if we are looking at an organizational setup like cdk right and and you know that the kind of investment that the organization does to facilitate learning is very very heavy right we would like to classify learning into three types the first one is really the tool based learning the second one is skill based learning and the last one is leadership or organizational development learning now tech ed programs coming back to your point right it's really building future skills in a significant way so that the organization can really make this an integral part of learning which we were talking about the skill based learning right so when we're talking about developing skills for the future and new technologies like obviously rpa skill where we are really looking at building an automation or for that matter artificial intelligence or you know amazon web services uh, you know bringing in vr into learning so all of this is the, so much a reality today and i think it's really making us in a way constantly innovate the space in which we are and the good part is that you know no longer is learning looked at at in, in an isolation what that means is really we are looking at a holistic journey we're looking at creating a platform where our employees get the learning and then they also get an opportunity to implement that learning in an environment which they find to be very safe and that's why all the project work comes in while they're working on these projects the good part is that they also have access to a mentor community now this mentor community navin again is created in house with a lot of people who are passionate about technology just like you right so so that's the ecosystem that we have created and in a way there are plethora of learning opportunities available which are creating the right impact that's a great summary so gauri now let's talk about the lnd organizations in general like uh, currently i am in my fifth organization okay and i don't want to talk about companies in specific in terms of what kind sure. of trends and patterns i have observed in some organizations there is a strong push from the company itself saying that hey you know you can upskill and there are so many avenues avenues that we are providing be it from in the form of the virtual learning or instructor led or residential trainings or you go for the uh, probably a full time uh, a part time degree and we are going to fund you and right. other organizations wherein employees are so curious can you organize this can you organize that likewise i have seen both modes but when it comes to the employee himself or herself right how should they approach these lnd programs in general so that they can make the most out of it 
Yeah, and I think again, it's a very pertinent question all the more today because there is so much access to information, right? We don't know <laughs> what should I really look at, right? And I think uh, again, going back not only to CDK but general mantra, right, that we follow is to be able to make learning to be relevant. While some of the answers that I'm going to share with you, Namina, are very pertinent with CDK as an organization, and some of the practices that we really focus on. because we know that you know we are in for a journey together it's not a one time exercise it's a continuous learning culture that we are creating so i think one of the very very important points there is employees through their feedback and feed forward process they are contributing significantly in this journey of making learning relevant to them uh, there are programs which are two folded one is reactive learning programs which means a skill which was supposed to be delivered we already have a business situation and now we are dealing with it and the other one is a proactive uh, you know programs that we are scheduling since we know that from a business standpoint these are skills which will help the business in the future but we are investing in them today the other piece that the employees are doing very actively is they own their learning and this happens in the form of individual development plans they really sit to get today to be able to really look at their career where do they want to shape their career where do they want to go to and then you know craft that into a development plan they have a discussion with their respective managers and in a way they are you know accountable for their own development idps is a great platform for employees to you know create their career and then you know reach out to the learning fraternity for that support that they require the second piece there again uh, navin is around the bite size learning solutions and i'm sure this is not new the entire industry is really focused on creating capsule based learnings so that it's relevant and it's spot on it's available at any time whenever the employee needs it the last one is role based learning paths again these are in a way you know great direction that we are offering to our employees so that they know if i am in a particular role what are the kind of skills capabilities you know right from your technology to domain to some of the tool based skills leadership skills it's a combination of all of them in a blended manner and that's available to them i think that's that's what employees are doing today to really you know enhance the effectiveness of the learning that is being delivered great i think there are so many different options and uh, maybe one thing which is relevant or customized options and probably depending on what is relevant to them they can choose right makes sense and now let's talk about the creative part of uh, engaging this lnd program so that we inject these learnings into the employees right and i know you guys are very creative at cdk i have experienced it myself right so can we talk about uh, creative ideas that your team has executed okay to improve the enrollments and all because any organization you take if they are proactive in terms of providing offerings then we, we can't see much enrollments but you guys have been successful right whereas if there is a dearth of learning then employees are so curious i want to get enrolled and all but there are no opportunities so i think it might be a kind of oxymoron or i don't know how do i explain this situation mm-hmm. but in your case probably you guys are providing a lot of revenues and at the same time the success rate is also high right without which you cannot achieve this gptw and the kind of i i have seen my my own experience in terms of uh, having attended this advanced leadership development program and uh, support for my own bpi you know initiatives and all right i think that is uh, very much commendable so now let's talk about your creative aspect what you guys are doing differently 
thank you navin it's very kind that you know you're kind of uh, you know really giving the entire credit but i think we really leveraged on your presence when you were there in cbk right <laughs> there was this great partnership that we had when you remember you facilitated so many ci programs and there was like a manager program that you facilitated so i think in a nutshell uh, i mean all of these uh, innovation or the creative part comes in only when there is collaboration when there is partnership right and i think we are fortunate to be honest with having some of the you know real bright minded people who have helped us get to where we are and now answering you know your the aspect around creativity i think that's what thrives right that's what keeps us on our toes from a learning standpoint so one is obviously you know creating very very relevant agile and condensed solutions whereby our employees get the opportunity to select whatever that they want to learn at when at whatever time that they want to learn the second one is you know i'd like to talk about Uh, some fun the entire element of learning and we've created opportunities where every friday we te- get together we call it as colloquy these are friday learning hours what we do at this point in time is we showcase a lot of programs that we have we get to hear from our employees who have attended these programs they are our testimonials you know around what have they learned from the program and how have they implemented it so it's nice because once it's happening one it's happening on a friday two you know people are a little relaxed they want to listen to their peers talking about their learning journey the third one is uh, you know each actually once in 6 months we have a learning week an entire week that is dedicated to really be able to look at all the opportunities that the learning space has to offer this could be within the organization it could be outside the organization there are several meetups that we do basically a lot of social learning happens around that and the last one is really mentoring and coaching now in this is one thing which is really picked up in a pandemic space because getting access to someone that you can speak with someone who can coach you has really seen a big big improvement and that the uptake for coaching has really increased so i think you know couple of things that we've put together so that the fabric of learning is stitched very appropriately and is created so that it impacts the learners great fabric of learning stitched so appropriately i love that statement <laughs> <laughs> thank you so so gauri let's talk about this uh, centennial learners or the zenzi learners right we have every platform that was created for some purpose ended up in in terms of generating the content and each one of us is using it in its own tiktoks beat the tiktoks or the instagrams facebooks youtube they are not serving the purpose for which they originally started for right which means everybody is trying to create the content and somebody wants to uh, use that content for education somebody wants to do it for entertainment so on and so forth but over a period of time i see that there is a tremendous shift in the trend in, in terms of uh, learning patterns and the way the content is getting absorbed so on and so forth so in this particular generation of content creation economy and all right and talking about gen z learning in general how should the organization plan things to teach them yes so uh, you know i think it's great perspective navin you know when we were discussing about the the multi generational workforce that we have gen z is uh, you know a generation which is really keeping us engaged and keeping us to really innovate at our best personally i think i have a gen z right next to me my niece is uh, you know in that category in the adolescence and trying to understand so 
in a way, there's a lot of learning that happens in the personal space as well. Coming back to what organizations can do, I'd like to share this, a lot of research that's happened to be able to engage with the Gen Z learners. This research is, you know, it's an extensive one, but I'll just talk about four specific points that the research really indicates. One is obviously the focus is on applied learning. They're very, very focused on being able to talk to or, or learn only those things which they know they can apply. If there is no application, there is no appetite for that learning. They are very clear with that. The second one is hybrid classroom. One methodology doesn't work with them because each one of them has, and, and that's applicable for all generations. But I think Gen Z is very open about their learning preferences and learning styles. So the hybrid classroom where, you know, they get an opportunity to listen to a podcast or, you know, go to YouTube, uh, learn a lesson, listen to a coach or for that matter, work on a project together. These are really, you know, the various aspects which we, you know, again, bake together to be able to create an appropriate learning intervention for them. The third one is the flipped classroom. Uh, now, this is really taking over the education industry. And what happens in a flipped classroom is that the role of the facilitator is flipped and the students really want to know what they will be learning in advance so that they can come more prepared for the classroom and in a way also take over some responsibility of the teacher or the facilitator. And, and they really, you know, doing their presentations, they really contributing and sharing their knowledge. So that's the entire thought process of the flip uh, learning. The last one is really creating a learning environment. I mean, something that I shared with you on the Friday learning hour, the learning environments, right? So when we create a continuous learning culture, I think the Gen Z plays a very critical role. If they have found a learning resource, which was very meaningful for them, they will have to really be the voice of customer for the learning organization. They will stand up and they will talk about what they learned from the entire learning engagement, right? So in a way to create a continuous learning culture where the Gen Z plays a critical role, these were you know, overall the five, three, four points that I had on being able to engage with the Gen Z. Lovely. I think you guys are constantly on your toes to innovate and create something, okay, and with a noble intent of making them better, right? I, I really love yes. that uh, particular attitude. In fact, it is good for organizations to thrive in this highly or fiercely competitive world. All right, so... We have been talking a lot about uh, learning and development, catering to multi-generations, so on and so forth. Now, I, I think it's time for us to add some spice to the episode. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Let me ask you a few interesting rapid-fire questions if you're ready, Gauri. Sure, right. absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. That's the spirit. And uh, all you have to do is you can briefly answer to the questions that I'm going to ask you so that... Uh, our audience will get to know the other side of Gauri Bhutti. Wonderful. So with that, let me fire the fast bullet out of the rapid fire. Gauri, what is one thing that you would like to do differently from your past? Well, that's a great question. And I think uh, the one thing that I'd like to do is just be open. Right? Have no resistance and just be open. Awesome. <laughs> I think that will open into a lot of opportunities. Yeah. All right. Let me move to the next one. What would you do if you win a $1 million lottery? Wow, I wish that happens. <laughs> I think, um, you know, Naveen very closely to my heart, right? Uh, if I did have that kind of money, I will start a startup and that will be no different from what I do today. You know, really have a learning and coaching startup 
a combination of any form of learning available and you know the good part is that this business that i would have would be available for everyone across the globe and they will have access to all kinds of all forms of knowledge across the globe wish you all the very best and uh, once you win that 1 billion dollar lottery please call me we are going to help you out. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah, here comes it <laughs> wishes let, let us wish ourselves all the best yes <laughs> so, so gauri this is a question to a seasoned helen d leader what is one random <laughs> skill that you would like to learn several of them actually but if i were to just name one of them it will be gardening and landscaping awesome in fact i used to do gardening during my school especially my 10th and 11th standard and all wherever i go i used to find some plant get it wow. home and i did it for 2 to 3 years like it it became an addiction for me but over a period of time it faded off but yeah it it, it released a lot of stress amazing loving <laughs> <laughs> all right so moving on to my next question gauri given a chance which celebrity would you like to meet given a chance i would like to meet uh, sharukh khan my all time favorite you know somehow i was thinking you would answer this i, I don't know the reason don't ask me <laughs> all right good luck on that yeah but i think that's like since childhood you know the fantasy uh, it, i get it yes. king king khan now let me move on to the last one for the rapid fire gauri what is one uh, electronic gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself wow again there are several but i'm late in the game but i think if i had that opportunity you know in childhood uh, i mean i would aspire to be an ast- uh, an astronaut right so anything that would take me to the space i'd love to be associated with that you know any gadget in that space yeah <laughs> awesome so that was marvelous uh, rapid fire with that let me flip back to the mainstream and ask you one final question for today's conversation so gauri what would be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers Yeah I think it's very simple Navin it's just stay hungry and stay curious because if if this is there that appetite to learn is there I think you know nature by itself will unfold so many opportunities provided that space of you know being curious exists so let let that uh, hunger always exist I know it's a cliche but it's something that is you know out of my own experience i would recommend that just keep that on and and keep fueling that spirit of being hungry and being curious lovely and so profound thank you thank you for sharing that and also thank you so much for being part of tgv's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe it was amazing to talk to you and i think you need to continue the same energy levels or probably exceed them and build a better world Thank you Navin and then I really want to acknowledge all the impact that you are creating Navin right and this is from the bottom of my heart uh, it's tremendous what you are doing please do continue doing all this lovely work and here's wishing TGV a continued success thank you so much and it wouldn't have been possible without support of people and friends like you right absolutely absolutely thank you thank you so much gauri all right so folks we have uh, the nuances of lnd organizations and the effectiveness of lnd organizations how they are going to help the organizations uh, retain some best of the best talent from gauri and with, on that note i would like to hear from you in terms of what kind of best practices that your organization have followed with regard to lnd practices and all or in case if you are an lnd leader by yourself please feel free to reach out to us and share your work in the form of email or probably you can comment on the youtube video in case if you are watching it on youtube 
or else feel free to reach out to us from any social media platforms because we would like to see the trends that are happening in terms of industry wide best practices and that way we'll stay on top of the game all right so audience before we move into the trivia section here is a small request to all of you in case if you haven't subscribed to tgv please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from so that you will be notified about all the future episodes also if you have found this episode useful please share with at least 3 of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from tgv because your friends will learn some amazing stuff like you and we will gain new subscribers so thank you so much in advance all right so now let's cruise into the trivia section of today's episode and today we have spoken about learning and development right let me talk something about learning itself and you know how this learning is going to make our brain differently it all depends on the type of the learn we learn and depending on that our brain will grow differently so you know as per several years of research scientists have figured out that the taxi drivers have a bigger hippocampus than the bus drivers because taxi drivers go on a different route every day than bus drivers so they need better spatial awareness sounds interesting right likewise you can compare with people from different professions and how they are different in terms of thinking and probably this could be the reason all right that's all for today thank you so much for tuning